It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, June 21st. I'm Donald Ware. Champion Chalk Talk continues here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast as we're going to catch up with the head football coach at Miles, Reginald Ruffin. And, you know, I mean, when you look at this Miles program, they started the 2018 season out 0-5, some close losses, ultimately finished 5-6, and but won the SIAC championship, the third for Reginald Ruffin, and the third in the SIAC football championship era. And that's, a, that's pretty big time. When you think about the era, even before the SIAC championship, it was two teams. You thought about Albany State, and you thought about Tuskegee. And then from year to year, Fort Valley State may have a good team, um, you know, uh, but for the most part, those were the two teams. And then all of a sudden here in the championship era in the SIAC, here comes Miles, who has won three, count them three, in that era. And they were able to, do, I mean, to start the season out 0-5 and to be able to come back and win five of your last six, including beating the team, Albany State, who was the best team in the SIAC when you talk about from start to finish, I, you know, again, if you if you listen to this podcast last year, you know my pick for the SIAC championship on last year was Benedict. But Albany State was that team that had a little bit of a resurgence in 2018. And here comes Miles after Albany State had beaten Miles in there. There was they started the season off 0-5. It was Miles's fifth loss of the season. And here come the Golden Bears coming back to defeat Albany State, and really uh, it wasn't necessarily a close football game in the SIAC championship. So we're going to step aside. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. The next voice you'll hear will be Miles head football coach Reginald Ruffin here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast on Box to Row Sports Network. It's Donald Ware, host of From the Press Box to Press Row. The biggest names are guests on Box to Row. That is the voice of Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, well, I'm just, you know, trying to get better every single day. You know, uh, we've been through a lot as a team, and I enjoy playing with a great group of guys. Hey, this is Ronda Rousey. This is Michael Vick. Hi, this is Layla Ali. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Skylar Diggins. Hey, it's Alex Morgan with the U.S. Women's Soccer Team. I'm talking about none other than Serena Williams. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you. That was definitely one of the better matches I've ever played. I've had it just like that. You know, I was really focused, yeah, and I was really um, ready and serious and just really, you know, excited. Missed any of these interviews? Then check us out online at www.boxtorow.com. That's from the press box to press row. Real, relevant, radio. BoxToRow.com is the website for all of your HBCU sports needs. From the Game of the Week feature to interviews to the latest news in the world of HBCU sports, BoxToRow.com has you covered. Missed a week of From the Press Box to Press Row? BoxToRow.com has all the archive shows. Don't forget to check out the All-American teams and weekly media coaches' polls. From the Press Box to Press Row. And BoxToRow.com, your HBCU sports leader. Championship talk on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast continues here for Friday, and uh, we're joined by 
a gentleman who's entering his ninth season as the head football coach at Miles in three SIAC championships later. Uh, Miles uh, wins it again in 2018. Seems like they win it every other year. As, of course, Reginald Ruffin joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. What's going on, Coach Ruffin? Hey, man. Glad you just had me on your show. Yeah, man. Always good to have you. So, now, Jameis, Jameis Winston is running in camp where you guys are? Dream Forever. Jameis Winston, Dream Forever football camp uh, is going on as we speak. Uh, they are going through the uh, buzz session of uh, eligibility, uh, the buzz session of mental health, and uh, buzz session of uh, core curriculum. So those guys are getting that right now before they actually hit the field um, at 6 o'clock um, uh, Central Time. Okay, I appreciate you taking some time to, to get with us. So w- with that being said, uh, is that taking place on your campus? Uh, on the beautiful campus of Miles College, he's here. Uh, we had the, uh, uh, I guess, the uh, interviews and with the uh, public library yesterday. Uh, uh, ten guys got a chance to shout him, uh, Jameis, on yesterday. We had press conference, and, and then all of a sudden, you know, he's here on this campus. And, uh, you know, uh, we actually got the first female football coach, Tampa Bay Book, if she's here also. Uh, so we're excited, man. It's, 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 it's prime time here at Miles College. Yeah, y'all got a lot of good things going on there. So what's the relation? How, how did that come about with him coming and doing the camp on your campus? Well, Jameis' mom is a graduate of Miles College, and, uh, you know, and, and his dad has always been a pillar here in the community, uh, Hueytown, Bessemer, and uh, he was actually good friends uh, with uh, my former uh, defensive back corner coach, Dex McLeod. And so they kind of hooked up and, and came and we had a meeting and you know, Jameis was definitely interested in coming back home, giving, you know, back to his community, uh, you know, surrounding Birmingham uh, metropolitan area. And so when he came back, man, it was just awesome, you know, for him to give back to the youth and the, uh, the young people in this community. Uh, last year, he did not do the camp last year. Uh, because he had his first child, his, his, young, his son. So uh, he took a year off because his son was born during the same time that he's been doing the camp. So let's go back to last season. Can you speak to winning five of your last six ball games, including the SIAC championship? Again, your third as the head coach there at, uh, at Miles. Well, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, we had a young football team. Uh, we lost a lot of guys here before, but we had a, a fairly – uh, new football team, and you know, and anytime you have a young football team, the biggest thing is continuity. You know, guys getting familiar with the system and coaching style. You know, we don't do uh, a, a good job in bringing them uh, on campus early, like during the summertime and all of that. So these guys really have to to start to uh, 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 crawl and walk. You know, at the beginning of the year, and it just took us some time to just to keep getting better. But if you actually watch all of our games from all, for, during the season. You know, that first game against Alabama and them, you know, Alabama and them, they had all, you know, everything falling their way. And, you know, they was all hitting all cylinders. And, and we actually lost that game, you know, uh, by a wide, wide margin. But all the rest of the game, you know, it was the last possession. Uh, we had to lead and gave up a couple of hell marriage, gave up. So I knew we had a good ball team. But the thing is, we just had to make sure we just kind of got better and keep getting better and better as a group. And our kids just kept fighting. And I always told them we had a chance. If they just keep battling, we have a chance. And they just kept fighting and believing. And, you know, and, and eventually, man, we just we just caught fire. And, and these guys was uh, excited and, and, and motivated to uh, do great things. And winning the championship was, was that. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be tough losing those first five games. So what, in your estimation, was the turning point in the season? Got it. Um, 
do a good job with your coaching staff and coaches that we we don't give up and 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 and, and, and let the kids see us give up. We got to keep uh, uh, instilling and keep pulling, uh, pushing the pride of keep, continue working hard and not give up, even though it was 0-1, 0-2, 0-3, 0-4. You know, we had to have great attitudes, and that's what was my biggest thing to make sure our attitude was right, the way we came to practice. And our kids had that mentality that we were undefeated and we still worked hard, you know, and, and if you do that, and then you had to do a, a, some soul searching. You know, guys that didn't want to be a part of the program, I call a band, locking lawyer guys. So we started to uh, just started to suspend guys and started to delete guys out of the program and off the team. And, you know, once we started doing that, we actually started having a great core of our team believing that they were already believing, but they were just uh, just not together. And we just got rid of some of the guys that we felt uh, was a, just a cancer to the program. And, uh, you know, and our, our kids just kept believing in each other. And the ones that we kept and the ones that stayed, you know, they just believed in each other. And, and man, winning that championship was, was, was unbelievable. Yeah, no question about it. And lastly, with respect to last season, what – why – you know, you lost to Albany State. That was really your last loss before you got your first win. And then, of course, ultimately you beat them in the SIAC championship game. Why? And you really beat them pretty good. So what, what was the difference there? Well, the biggest thing is, you know, Albany State, you know, when you talk about Albany State and Tuskegee and, you know, Fort Valley Morris, you know, all those are story programs. Program that has a lot of history in this conference in SIAC. So, you know, when we was playing Albany State, our thing is we told our kids that, you know, uh, uh, Coach Gabe has done a great job at Albany State, you know, running that option attack offense. And, and this told our kids, in, in, in order to be successful, we have to play assignment and sound football. And uh, we didn't play a lot of assignment and sound football the first time we played them, and it was very good close. You know, it was a close game. But I just told my kids if they can just uh, listen to what we we're teaching them about against the option. You know, I grew up in the option, and University of North Alabama won three national championships in a row. We was an option team. So I just knew we had to go back and rely on uh, fundamentals and technique. And that's what we did. And our kids uh, believed in that and you know, they just worked hard. They harped on uh, the little things uh, about being together, you know, regardless of because it was back and forth early on. You know, but you just got to keep weathering the storm and everybody still playing on one accord, and that's what we did. Reginald Ruffin is the head football coach at Miles in his ninth season, joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Daniel Smith, and I think the interesting story about Daniel Smith, obviously had a really good season for you last year, passed for over 2,000 yards, but he didn't even play football in 2017. So can you speak not only, really, I should say, to his play last year, but his expectations for 2019? I didn't, uh, from uh, junior college, you know, he was a receiver in junior college. And, um, you know, for him to still want an opportunity, you know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was selling uh, uh, tickets or something for cruises and all of that. You know, he has a story. You know, he wanted the opportunity just to get to college. And, you know, we got him here. We told him we needed to play quarterback because, you know, we had lost a quarterback. We needed him to play quarterback. And, uh, you know, he came in, man, with a purpose. He came in with the work ethic and just – uh, uh, given a, he says a second chance or second opportunity uh, to you know to be a, a, a good quarterback, and uh, we gave him that opportunity. You know when he came in, man, he just took the bull by the horn, man, and just uh, got his offense and got his, his team. And he's a he's our great he's a great leader for our program. You know he he, he leads by example. He's the first on the field, last to lead. 
and uh, just did a, does such a great job for our, for our program. And then just getting the guys and the morale of the guys, you know, uh, even when it was 0-5, you know, he just kept being positive, you know, and that, and that takes a lot for a quarterback that's sitting there and, and, and not successful, not, not having won his first collegiate game, you know, that, that was tough for him. But, you know, it just kept weathering the storm, just kept fighting, and just kept getting better. And then, you know, he's a leader, man. He's just a natural-born leader. And uh, and that's what you have to have in, in great programs. you got to have a leader. A player-led team is a championship team. You know, coaches can't lead it. It has to be the players. Yeah, no question. I mean, when you have a guy like a Justin Hardy who is, won't be with you, is, I guess eligibility is exhausted, um, what does the running back situation look like for you going into 2019? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, we just uh, – I'm glad you asked that. Because we just finished uh, looking at our roster, you know, for our signees and all that, man. We're probably bringing in about 12 newcomers at running back. So uh, everybody's going to have an opportunity. It's wide open, you know. And, uh, you know, we're excited, you know, and that's the one thing we do. We harp. We take the jersey numbers. You know, nobody has a, a starting number, you know, after, after spring ball. And, uh, you know, everybody's got to earn this thing in camp. And, and uh, everybody have an opportunity to showcase uh, their talent. So, you know, we'll be running back by committee until we get someone to come in and solidify that position. Yeah. Well, how was spring? What, what were you some of the good or some of the takeaways uh, from spring football? Well, I was very excited, you know, because we returned all our defensive football players, guys that played last year. We returned all of them. And, and those guys, man, uh, uh, had done a great job, you know, this spring, you know, uh, kind of. You know, uh, uh, the old-fashioned, the old way of Miles College gets defense, and you tell that. We was young in the secondary last year. We were, we were young at linebacker. We were some of the besides Austin Stevens at linebacker and our defensive line. But, man, I was just proud to see our, our, our defense show flashes of that. You know, everybody getting to the ball and game tackling and turnovers and, you know, and, and trying to score. And just, that's, you know, that's what you have to have. you got to have great defense in and that's what I saw, and I was just so excited about that. Offensively, we didn't turn the ball over a lot. You know, uh, you know, our defense did a good job of, uh, 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 you know, of stalling our offense. But, uh, but you know, I think all that pick up once uh, camps roll around and everybody get here and we get the guys that we signed and also the guys that's transferred in. You know, you have everybody together during camp, and you'll see that battle until we get ready to open up with Fort Valley State. Reginald Ruffin is the head football coach at Miles. He joins us here on the HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Austin Stevens, box to row All-America last year, SIAC Defensive Player of the Year. Speak about him. And, and of course, he made that move, what, from the middle to the outside, correct? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Will, Will linebacker, and, um, you know, he's a – He's in the box outside. He's just a smart football player. You know, in this game, man, it's 99% mental, man. And, you know, everybody's thinking you got to be physical. It's only a little percent of being physical, man. So uh, he's a physical football player, but the thing is he's a very smart football player. Not only a smart football player, but he's a smart student, man. Honest student, you know, and honest curriculum. And, you know, when he came in here, he's just smart all the way around. And he has a nose, a knack and a nose for the football. And the thing is, he does a great job. Like I said, the first to come on, on the field, the last to lead, watching film, you know, just his perseverance for his, his, his tenacity of being great, man. You just watch him. He wants to be great at all times. And he works hard at that, you know, and I'm, I'm so fired up, you know, and he, he's well-deserving, you know, because I can't – I always tell him nothing's going to be given to you in life. you got to work for it. And, man, he don't want nobody to give him anything, man, even – being injured during that uh, uh, championship game, man. He told the coach in his eye, said, Coach, I ain't coming out, you know. 
He's I'm playing this game. I'm finishing this game. So, you know, you get guys like that, man. You know, you're the ones you want in the foxhole with you. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, just look at him and he just, he's just a, a leader, man. He's a, he's a natural born, born leader, you know, and we, we happy to have it. Last two thoughts. What does it say? And you've been around for a while in the SIAC. So what does it say about the SIAC that you can open the season against two SIAC opponents in non-conference action? Both of those opponents, the first being Fort Valley State, a couple of years removed from the winning the SIAC championship. And of course, Morehouse, who had a solid season last year. Well, man, I tell you, man, the SIAC, man, our commissioner, he does a great job. And, uh, you know, we, we're definitely fired up when it comes to the SIAC, man. We try to get our guys and our teams in the playoffs and uh, that we can compete. Uh, but, you know, anytime you play the SIAC, man, you got to be ready to You got to be ready to play. You know, in any given day, any given Saturday, or any given Thursday, you can easily lose a football game in SIAC if you're not prepared and ready to play. And uh, these guys are all getting better. Uh, the teams are all talented. Uh, they've always been great coaches in, IS, in the SIAC. And for me, man, just uh, to to open up with Coach Porter, what he's done his first year, like my first year, winning the SIAC championship, and then turning around, and then he went back to the SIAC championship the second year, you know, as as head coach. And um, and then Coach Freeman, man, you know, we, we call him the godfather. He's him and Coach Slater probably longest tenured coaches you know, in the SIC, and, uh, you know, and we losing that game in Chicago last year on that Hail Mary, but that was, it was a slobber knocker, you know, it, it was, we was back and forth, and, and we had to lead early on, they came back and tied it up, and ended up, you know, winning that, uh, uh, you know, that, off the Hail Mary, so, but, but you know, that's that's what you get in the SIC, it's, t- it's tough, man, it's tough, you got to be ready to play, and I tell our kids all the time, there's no weak teams in the SIC. You know, uh, Kentucky State, uh, a couple of years ago, they went to the SIC. They ended up beating us and Tuskegee, you know, and, you know, it's, 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 and, and, and you look at Lane, Lane College, Coach Burrow. Those guys are doing a good job. And up and coming Central State, what Coach Burrow has done uh, at Central State, he's getting better and better. So, you know, this conference, man, it's tough. You know, I tell them all the time, it's tough. You're not going to walk up and wake up on a Saturday and get ready to play and say, we, gonna, we got a chance to win this game. You better come ready to play this game in order to have that chance yeah no question and then lastly how important is it to get off to the good start with three of your first five games being at home and then on the back end you only have one home game in the last five you know we we always start out slow we always start out slow and and that's a mixed factor of of guys that's here during the summer, not here during the summer. So the continuity is not always there. And then, you know, the, the long layover when you have to start uh, school and registration. And so, you know, a lot of uh, variables, variables that, that kind of uh, that hurts our program to get that fast start. But, you know, that's no excuse. You know, guys have to work out. They know what's, what's expected. And we just got to do a better job as coaches, you know, getting everybody ready to play and, and, and you know, and finishing games. I didn't think we finished a lot of our games. That's, that's why we was playing so many close ones and losing them because we didn't finish, you know, and that's what we talked about finishing. And once our kids learned that, you know, and that's what we started to do in the in the last drive we had against Kentucky State last year, the last drive against uh, Clark Atlanta. You know, we started in the last drive against Tuskegee. Our kids start to, to know how to finish, and that's, what, that's how we asked them to finish what you start, you know, finish it, you know. Yep, Reginald Ruffin, his ninth season as the head football coach at Miles as 
The Golden Bears are going to open the season on September 7th. They're going to take on, they're going to be at Fort Valley State. Coach Ruffin, we appreciate the time. Uh, good luck to you and the Golden Bears in 2019. Uh, we fired up. Thank you guys so much for having us. That's it for today's HBCU Football Daily Podcast. Don't forget about the weekend edition of From the Press Box to Press Row that can be heard on a radio station near you. If you've downloaded this podcast, then go back on our website at BoxToRow.com. Click on the affiliates link to find a radio station in your area that carries the program or listen on Saturday morning, 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central Time, 4 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Channel 141 and also Saturday morning. 9 a.m., that's 8 a.m. Central Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on Sirius XM Channel 142. Have a great weekend, and Edward Waters is up on Monday.